What's up, everybody? Welcome to the newest installment of the Minorities Report. As usual, I am your head minority in charge, Gus. With me, of course, as always, is my biracial consigliere, Jay Shell. How you doing, everybody? Good evening. So what's going on, Jay? Uh, not a whole lot. Just hyped up for the uh, announcements. As you know, San Diego Comic-Con is uh, happening this weekend. Oh, uh, dude, now that you say that, I mm-hmm. just saw an article. Mm-hmm. Did you see that they're probably going to try to move it? Oh, move San Diego. I mean, yeah, the, the move San Diego Comic Con out of the. Well, they've always talked about that for like years. Like they've always talked about moving it out of San Diego or building expansion or expansion, excuse me, and everything. But nothing has really come to fruition. And I remember years ago they said that they extended the contract. I think the contract, you know, they they, they extended at the time hasn't expired already but i could be wrong well i don't it, it's not just that i think it's the whole hollywood thing yeah and of course with all the which is stupid because mm. all the controversy is going on yeah they want to move it that one of the places they might want to move it to is is florida what i don't make no god no yeah, I why do you want to okay i don't know if it was a clickbait article i can't really say i hope it is because do you know how fucking dumb that will be to move not only the con across the country but in a very backward state yeah yeah oh but on good news and a brighter news we are in our semi sort of permanent facility that we may be occupying coming up very soon yeah it's a brand new space that we were able to uh, generously have uh, donated us for use in other words we broke a shit campaign rent <laughs> but it's an actual studio space with soundproofing and i i like the way it sounds so far what about you uh so far so good i mean like um it's got it's a nice facility um, we just need some homey touches yeah and when i mean homey touches yeah. like ghetto shit yo yo okay. homie <laughs> okay. get so, it and now i'm just picturing like you know the uh the room makeover scene from tu wong fu <laughs> with some, wonder woman playing in the background or something uh from uh what do you call it uh, from in living color right oh that'd be dope we gonna do this oh, the right way. <laughs> right, right. Or we could do like an '80s montage of like a house uh, thing. Have like have like Tears for Fears playing as like you know we're like uh, painting like the roof or whatever. No, I want to do. I, w- I want to just do it to that to that South Park song. Now mm. we have a montage. montage. But no, montage. that's it. We're getting ready for a fight though. Like th- there's a, there's an art to montage songs. You oh, know what well, I'm saying? excuse the fuck out of me. Well, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of songs and small towns. Oh God, yeah. yeah. I Okay, this all started. I had no idea what this was going on until I saw a Facebook post somebody put about uh, Jason Aldean mm-hmm. uh, talking about being from a small town. But somebody goes, "Motherfucker's from a town that's over two hundred thousand people." <laughs> I was like, "Wait, when you start getting to the hundreds of thousands in your population, you ain't in a you ain't from a small town, bro." Nah. I said, "Yeah, I'm from a small town too." Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> we oh, only that, have 2.5 million people. Oh, that homely little town where it's just, you know, I'm high saying, school football and... It's a one-horse town. Fishing on the creek. It's a, it's a one-horse town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, so he apparently released a song uh, that has been stirring up the pot. And I don't know if it's going to be a good or bad thing for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are trying to, quote-unquote, cancel him. But who cares? He's a country music singer. Well, who it's also, it's really like, cares? okay, he's not getting canceled. He's still going to have concerts. He's still going to have a voice. Dude, we're talking about him right now. That doesn't sound like canceled well the thing is he took i think he took advantage of all the shit going on just like uh mm-hmm. um shit clock 
what's his name? Fucking the dude from Detroit with the shitty hair. Oh, Kid Rock? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Him, him too. People go, somebody, when he, he tried to come up with that, uh, what was it, uh, uh, Let's Go Brandon song? Somebody oh, goes, yeah. Somebody had the perfect, he goes, wait, Kid Rock's still alive? <laughs> his career, not so much. That's why he's pandering to white wingers. I noticed that. If your career is in the skids, Pander to the conservative racist. Roseanne Barr says what? Yep. Uh, Gina Carano's uh, head just turned. Oh, dude. And speaking of which, also, we're going to get into it, too, because I want to get into that song. But also, I want to talk about this movie, the Ch- Jim Caviezel. Oh. Cav- you know, the dude that played Jesus. Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> His movie that they kind of padding their numbers to try to make it look like it's a blockbuster hit. Yeah. They, the movie company. What was it called? Well, Sound we'll of Freedom? It. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But sound, let's, let's open with that sound, real quick. Sound of Freedom. It. We wanted to try to sound like... Yeah. Yeah, bro come on now yeah but let's actually let's open with that real quick before we get into our main topic sure so, yeah. all right so anyway but what i wanted but before we go on yeah we're in a new studio space mm-hmm. i think the sound already sounds better the quality is better mm-hmm. uh we i apologize for the reruns that we've been having lately but we've been in a kind of transitional period where we've mm-hmm. been trying ever since i i moved we've been kind of trying to find a space of our own and so far this one's looking pretty good mm-hmm. we're knock on wood help us out send mm-hmm. us uh, send us a message, something positive, and look out for us because we're trying to get this going. And I'm, I'm so far, I'm, I'm feeling good about this space. So, mm-hmm. what about you? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's very, um, what's it called? A um, lot of like rooms and everything. So basically, it's like a your standard like office building. Right. Actually, it looks about, like it looks like Dunder, Dunder Mifflin. But I'm talking about yeah. just this room. Period. It's very soundproof. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, definitely got to redecorate. I'm not sure about the Stranger Things lights yeah. going on in there. But, but yeah, but you get what I'm saying? It yeah, has like that, absolutely. you know, Scranton, Pennsylvania look. I'm yeah, just yeah. expecting Dwight to come in. <laughs> yeah, but as long as Michelle from HR doesn't come down. Right. He goes, uh, we have a meeting. Uh, there's birthday cake in the break room. Yeah. Shove your birthday cake up your ass. It's, you mean the, the sheet cake? <laughs> sheet cake? Sheet cake. Oh, only if it's from Costco, baby. <laughs> Costco sheet cake, yo. Anyway, so... This movie, Sound of Freedom, mm-hmm. Jim Caviezel, Caviezel mm-hmm. uh, he's trying to be relevant again because yeah. he, he put his foot in his mouth when he came out with his extreme right wing shit. Yeah. He didn't think it was extreme, but his ultra super duper conservative that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, life begins at conception, but once the baby's born, fuck him. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, apparently there's a movie about, I only saw the trailer, it's something apparently about, uh, uh, child trafficking mm-hmm. and they, there's a controversy over it right now it came out on July 4th and there was a couple of Hollywood movies that came out along with it and have come out since then and mm-hmm. they're trying to say that it's doing just as well as them mm-hmm. that it's doing in the hundreds of millions of dollars but the controversy is they're saying that the production company and people like conservative groups mm-hmm. are buying out theaters and nobody's going Wow. So they're just buying the tickets. So right. they're padding the numbers to make it look like it's doing better than it really is. See, and that's that's funny because like if conserv- the conservatives are going to bat for this movie, yeah. like, you know, they're saying like, you know, it's the greatest piece of uh, cinema since, you know, The Godfather and everything. So wouldn't they want to watch the movie? Like, wouldn't they want to want to watch what they're trying to support, what they're spending so much money for? Well, no, no, no. That's the thing that the conservatives the political groups are trying to say that it's nobody even heard of this fucking movie. Uh, nobody yeah. knew when it was coming out. Nobody was promoting it. It's kind of like a Kirk Cameron movie. Oof. Like, yeah. yeah. All you have to do is say that. 
It's like a Kirk Cameron movie with a budget. Kirk Cameron, the uh, the Ed Wood of uh, Christians. I bet you Kirk Cameron's kind of pissed, though. Right. Oh, for Jim Kavafa, that guy, you'll pad the numbers for? But he's Jesus, Kirk. You're, making, always, you're always all about Jesus, aren't you? I've been you? making your shitty Christian movies for years, and nobody's done that for me. I fucking ruined uh, growing pains for you people. <laughs> like, it wasn't, he had that one called Fireproof, where yeah. he played a fireman. Right, right. Uh, who saw that? No one. No. Nope. Uh, then, dude, what was it? Oh, he did the original Left Behind before Nicolas Cage and came and Nicolas uh, Cage did all. Was up. it I Am Omega or something? No, or no, no. It, it was. It was called, called Left Behind. Uh, Left Behind. It's yeah. about the. There was a series of books written back. This was back in my uh, wannabe Christian days. Mm-hmm. There was a book series uh, written where it's supposed to be after this, the rapture, and the first book's called Left Behind. Mm-hmm. And first, Kirk Cameron did a low budget version of it. It's supposed to be that during the rapture, you know, the rapture that supposedly that everybody's just going to disappear who are Christian believers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and then the, those who are left behind are going to have to deal with everything. Mm-hmm. And that's when the Antichrist is supposed to come. And it, and it's like, so wait, so Kirk Cameron, your character doesn't get taken away. What's that saying? What are you saying? So I guess he wasn't that's part right. of the chosen people. <laughs> Well, no, yeah, because I think he was committing infidelity on his wife, mm-hmm. which is funny because his mistress is played by his wife in the movie. Some shit like that. Wow. I think yeah. he's like airing us of dirty laundry yeah. there if you think and, about it. And then they try to Hollywood big budget it to try to make it more relevant and, yeah. re- and rebooted it with uh, <laughs> Nicholas, Nicholas Cage. Oh, gotcha. It's like, <laughs> Jesus came. <laughs> oh. No, it's more like, oh, Jesus. We were just talking about that, yeah. about the the Ghost Rider movie that should not be talked about yeah. with Nicolas Cage. He cages, I, I call it caging it up, yep. but he gets into a movie and he's like, dude, okay. I was like, Ghost Rider movie. I was kind of hype. I was like, all right, Nicolas mm. Cage, give him a shot. I did like, uh, I did, I did like uh, The Rock and, and, you know, Con Air. Mm-hmm. And then I'm watching it and the first transformation team where he trades us to Ghost Rider uh-huh. and he goes, I was like, I'm done. It looked like he was. It looked like it looked like he was trying to like uh, channel James Earl Jones turning into a snake and Conan the Barbarian. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But what's the third? (laughs) It's the devil being you know drawn out of him. You see. See, no bees. bees they're in my eyes they're in my eyes they can't get into your eyes dude anyway but uh so but going yeah. back to sounds of freedom yeah so yeah so apparently there's a, a stoking conspiracy that's what they're calling it mm-hmm. that people are not going to see the movie the theaters are empty but somehow it's making money so, so it's either one way or the other like yeah. you can't have both right no no and exactly and it but the thing is they're trying to say it's a blockbuster but it's dude it's fucking Jim Caviezel. Yeah. He hasn't Who? been relevant since Passion of the Christ. And honestly, his bullshit takes are not helping him. Yeah. And, but no, like, you know, um, it's a conservative fan fiction. Like, they're trying to make this movie sound like it's the best thing ever. Okay, first of all, Barbie and Oppenheimer are opening this weekend. Oppenheimer. Yeah, that's yeah they're, Oppen- they're trying, yeah. They're trying to, 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 like, put it on that level. So, and you all see the memes about Barbie and Oppenheimer and everything. So, why are we seeing that about Sound of Freedom? Why are we seeing that same attention to Sound of Freedom? Other than just, you know quote-unquote word of mouth well the reason why is with now it's well because it was there wasn't even a trailer for it i never even heard of this movie right now all of a sudden it made over a hundred million dollars i'm smelling see, some shit oh yeah see the thing is with that nowadays when it comes to marketing movies yeah it has to be 
everywhere. We're talking about trailers, t um, like you know, uh, TV spots. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so if it's not have if it's not doing that, then you know it's not a hit. Like that means like the studio really has no faith behind it. Well, ap- apparently it lost the distributor. It was supposed to be out by Disney. Mm-hmm. Then it was acquired by uh, Century. Uh, was it twentieth century? Twenty first century Fox. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. In two thousand nineteen, mm-hmm. but apparently they shelved it. They were like, meh. But then, okay. The big movie industry in Provo, Provo, Utah, <laughs> uh, a, a Provo, Utah production company uh, called uh, Angel Studios oh picked it up in 2023 and released mm-hmm. it. Okay. So yeah. Disney didn't want it. Mm. Uh, 21st Century Fox didn't want it. Mm. So it was released by Angel Films and you, or excuse me, Angel Studios out of Provo, Utah. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me that it's a blockbuster? Get mm. the fuck out of here. Come on. Come, come on, on, son. Come on. You know, oh, Provo, Utah, they probably got that that uh, LDS money. Yeah. They're throwing that LDS money at it. Oh, yeah, yeah, Oh, dude. No, it's, it smells like shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, no indie movie in years has done over $100 million. So you can kiss my ass with that, mm-hmm. dude. You're going to tell me a movie nobody ever heard of before it was released all of a sudden came out on the 4th of July weekend. Mm-hmm. Then three weeks later, it's made over $100 million and nobody heard about this? Bullshit, dude. Mm-hmm. That would have been everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah. but anyway. But speaking of bullshit. Speaking of bullshit. Yeah. So Jason Aldean, getting back to him. So this song is... Is soaking up a lot of controversy. Like I said, I saw it on Facebook first. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you heard about it first. Um, I'm yeah. not really into. I'm not hip. I'm not into country. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I don't need a hip replacement. That's, yeah. So he he he. Uh, of course, it's pandering. It so sounds like it's pandering. Oh, totally, absolutely. It's yes. a song called "Try That in a Small Town." Mm-hmm. The controversial thing about it is, it, the song talks about, and I'll look up the lyrics, but it it talks about. How you can't try some of the shit that it, they do in the big cities and small towns, mm-hmm. but it's coming off overtly, uh, overtly bigoted and racist. Absolutely, because um, well, well, first and foremost, it's bullshit because it, he paints a very Norman Rockwell hyper fictional, hyper idealized version of a small town. They he's trying to picture it like it's um, Cypress Creek from Simpsons, where the the episode of Hank Scorpio. Uh, but it's actually just, you know, Biff Tannen's version of Hill Valley and Back to the Future. And so he's trying to make it sound like it's, again, like it's a, a utopian everything. And that the stuff that, um, that you know, supposedly happens in big cities, like, you know, harassing cops and stomping on the flag and whatnot, runs rampant and everything. Yeah. Now, here's the funny thing. There are more crimes that happen in small towns than there are in big cities. Oh, absolutely. They, yeah. that, that's the thing. They they try to do it by like, oh, well, what about New York? What about this? It was just like Congress when they went to New York and tried to, Jim Jordan, tried mm-hmm. to come up with all this bullshit stats, how the crime rate in New York is out of control. Mm-hmm. And then when they threw at him, and they even held a committee there. Yeah. And when they threw at him how in his district that has half the population has twice the crime rate, mm-hmm. he was like, um, n- never mind. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Or even like going back in like uh, two th- um, when uh, Rudy Giuliani before, you know, all that shit and everything. When he was, you know. Giuliani? Ma- yeah. Yeah. Before he was Giuliani, when he was mayor of New York City. Oh, boy. Um, that he pretty much, uh, didn't he like uh, clean up like, you know, um, the mafia and like uh, went to war against well, them and pretty much. He did. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, back when he was a part, uh, in the district attorney's office, mm-hmm. he is, his main focus was to combat uh, the mob. Yeah. And he 
did do he did take down a lot of mob figures and uh, uh, also other gangs with racketeering. Mm-hmm. And then when he became the mayor of New York, he was doing some positive shit. Mm-hmm. Like he um, he he, he uh, revitalized Times Square during his time as mayor. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid growing up in New York, you go to Times Square, it was either to buy drugs, pick up a, a prostitute, or go to the or mm-hmm. go or go to the uh, Port Authority. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It was Broadway was there. People yeah. still went to go see Broadway shows, mm-hmm. but there were porn theaters on every other corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was prostitutes. There was drugs everywhere. I mm-hmm. was twelve years old walking around there, going to the bus station, mm-hmm. and I'd get I get people trying to sell me drugs. Yeah. Like, yeah. Twelve, but he, but yeah, but he, uh, try, he tried to remedy that. He no, he did. Yeah, he did. He, yeah. he did. What they did was pass the law uh, where you couldn't have uh, pornography. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the first step. Pornography within a hundred or a thousand yards mm-hmm. of a public school, house of worship, or private residence. Mm-hmm. So it pretty much closed down everything to them. Mm-hmm. So any any place that they were having. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't no longer have pornography. But yeah, right? so so uh, so with all that being said and everything, those happened. That happened in in a big city. So there are more crime regulation in big cities than there are in small towns. Oh, especially absolutely. especially in red rural uh, small towns, crime is like way more rampant. Like, did you know like Arkansas is number two in rape? Do you, what? Yeah. <laughs> wow. And so, yeah, apparently they're trying that in a small town. Well, you know. Yeah. So, but like I said, like, you know, it's this whole, like, conservative fan. It's conservative. Like, the whole song's conservative fan fiction. Yeah. So it's that whole, like, oh, don't go to the big city. They do this. They do that. And it's a complete opposite. So that's that's where it panders, too. No, absolutely. The people does. with those very, like, old-fashioned, out-of-date mindsets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, and one, the ones that, uh, somebody should help the homeless people. We're going to build a homeless shelter here. No, 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 no. Not, not my neighborhood. My, not my tax dollars. <laughs> not my neighborhood. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. And what the biggest controversy about it all, mm-hmm. though, is part of the song, mm-hmm. uh, because it kind of takes jab at the um, protesters mm-hmm. uh, BLM and stuff like that and even in the video it shows people who are protesting against uh, police action mm-hmm. uh, coming off as like oh you try that here you, you're going to get shot well yeah well I, I'm glad you brought up the music video because yeah. let me tell you something there is so much bullshit that needs to be unpacked from there yeah. well okay so like you said like it shows um, out of context footage of Black Lives Matter protests. Oh, absolutely, it does. And yeah. it does. It only shows the people who are flipping off the cops and everything, and like you know, yelling at them. Oh, he's just spitting in the spitting cops' everything. face. Yeah, but they never, they never um, show like you know, you know, cops actually pushing people down, like uh, no. peaceful protesters. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't suit their narrative, dude. Right, right, exactly, and that's what that is. Yeah, and so a protest where people are speaking out against police brutality against like you know violations against their civil rights oh right. don't try that in a small town that's another way of saying stay in your lane that they always tell you know minorities yep. like since the dawn of time and also they show like uh, images of flag burning and everything yep. and, and again out of context you know what i'm saying it, and, no, exactly yeah and they'll also show uh, footage of like you know molotov cocktails and everything like again out of context because most of that damage most of the looting and everything was happening by anti- um what was it by um people posing as, as antifa well yeah, yeah it was, as a, they, it was they, like proud boys yeah you know, they the, found yeah. that a lot of uh, instigators were, were getting in there yeah yeah instigators from the opposing side to start yeah. shit because mm-hmm. what happens is a lot of people yeah some people have pack mentality so they see one person starting to commit violence they're all just going to start and it's going to create a frenzy. Because yeah. what will happen is 
I'm a I'm an I'm an uh, instigator mm-hmm. antagonizer. Mm-hmm. I go in hit a cop because I want the cops to hit you back, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden there's a whole riot, and mm-hmm. I just walk away. Do 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 do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm stoking the flames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not there for the cause. You're there to start shit. Exactly. And so, okay, so if people and Aldine, if they claim that this um, this video isn't racist, this song isn't racist, right. so why aren't they showing footage of January 6th? Why aren't they showing sh- uh, footage of lynchings? Why aren't they showing footage of, you know, Karens harassing black families, Hispanic families? Um, so, cops, cops beating people to death. Yeah, exactly. The shootings, like, you know, um, George uh, Floyd being choked. Yeah. So why aren't they? So uh, so apparently they can try that in a small town. They'd be cool. Oh, no, that's, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's cool. See, and that's where the racism comes in. Like, they're saying, like, you know, fighting for, you know, civil rights, fighting against police brutality. Oh, no, that's yeah. wrong. No, exactly. But, you know, trying to overturn an election, uh, innocent black people being, no, that's like, patriotism. killed. That's patriotism. That's patriotism. Oh, that's yeah. Patriotism. Oh, and, you know, um, you know, grown-ass people harassing kids yeah. for having a, a fucking lemonade stand. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or or just being, just being fucking a minority existing. But... I'm gonna let's take a quick break. I'm gonna play you the the lyric that kind of fucking bugged me. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Jesse from Make It a Combo. Thanks for listening to the Minorities Report. But don't forget to listen to our podcast, Make It a Combo, where we watch movies and have fun. Also, make sure you check out MI Slut, hosted by Andrea, where she gets down to the nitty gritty of people's sex life. And we're back. Thank you guys for continuing to hang out with us. So what we're talking about is the bullshit hypocrisy of uh, Jason Aldean with that bullshit song and mm-hmm. everybody who fucking uh, is all rooting for it. It's just mm-hmm. stupid. But this is the lyric that bothered me. Mm-hmm. Hang on, watch. I'm going to play a clip real quick. We don't have the rights to this song, but I'm playing it anyway. Because fuck them. Got a gun that my granddad gave me. They say one day they're going to round up. First of all, mm-hmm. why are you trying to make it sound like a love song? Right. <laughs> it sounds like I'm fucking romanticizing it. It, it. Secondly, the lyrics right there, it's the fucking violence yeah. that he's already, oh, my! I got a gun my granddad gave me. Oh, so there's already indoctrination right there. It, yeah, indoctrination yeah. there. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then oh, the, after that, all it does, he goes, oh, we, we take care of our own. So what are you saying that because if somebody's not from your town, they're, they're not them. your own? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so if they're from a big city, they don't matter? Yep. Yeah. And then the whole fu- full of good old boys raised up right? Oh, that was it. The good old boys. That is a whole... When you say good old boys, they probably think, you know, um, fucking uh, Cletus Bodine from the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> when it's, in fact, a dude fucking wearing a white hood. Yeah. You know, and like carrying a noose. And I'm glad that you brought up uh, the good old boys lyric yeah. because here's some here's some shit that needs to be unpacked about the music video. So it it was filmed at the Maury County Courthouse. 
Now, there's some dark history with that courthouse. That is the same building yeah. where the a lynch mom hanged an 18-year-old um, a black uh, black kid named Henry uh, Choate. I probably mispronounced his name. From the balcony in 1927. Uh, he was accused of attacking a white girl. And she never identified him as the assailant. And the mother begged the mob to let him stand trial. Right. And they still killed him. And also uh, the site of an infamous 1946 race riot that nearly resulted in the lynching of Supreme Court Justice Thurgood Marshall. No and, shit. Oh, yeah. Wow. And also the um, small town, the good old boys lyrics and everything that he sings about. So in his home state of uh, Tennessee, uh, it was scandalized in the 1990s by an annual law enforcement gathering called the Good Old Boys Roundup. That featured racial, you know, saying of racial slurs and simulated lynching. Yeah. So it was LARPing for racist rednecks. Are you fucking kidding? I wow, I dude. wish I was making this up. So this is why I find it hilarious that people are saying that the the video is not racist because it is on the fucking like, it is in a racist ground zero. You know what I'm saying? And that's like saying like, you know, oh, I'm going to sing a song about togetherness, you know, in Auschwitz. <laughs> And uh, or like, you know, I'm going to, you know, or trying to like, you know, film a music video on a Japanese internment camp. Yep. So that whole, see, and this is why, see, this is the song, this is the lyrics and whole and everything. That's what's blinding people from the racism that's incredibly rampant. You know what I'm saying? It's a racist dog whistle. That's what the song is. Like, make America great again. That's oh, a dude. racist dog they, whistle. Oh my God. This is like if MAGA had a voice. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and it's even it, even more so than the uh, the Kid Rock one because he's just blatantly being a pandering dick yeah. with the whole Let's Go Brandon yeah. uh, song. But this one is trying to be subtle. Try that in a small town. I'm a sing like a racist piece of shit. Yeah. But I do it like a love song, so okay with it. Yeah. It's like, try come that, on, motherfucker. Yeah, try that in a, well, they're already doing it in a small town. You know what's funny about it is about the lyrics and everything? They're trying to make the cops sound like they're the victims. Yeah. Well, if you hear, yeah. if you listen really closely, you'll probably hear when he goes, try that in a small town to white people. Yeah, <laughs> because they already do it in small towns. They do, I mean, yeah. Wasn't that that kid that father and son that just got sentenced because they uh, uh, they killed a, a a black kid for jogging? Yes, Ahmad. Um, yeah, that wasn't a small town. It was. Yeah, and um, what was it? Um, the uh, local law enforcement um, tried to cover it up. Tried to cover it oh, up, yeah. but yeah, a lot of like you know, or like you know, the uh, rapes and like the assaults that go on in high schools. Yeah, uh, they cover that up because you know most of those assailants are like part of the football team and athletes, you know, and athletes, and, athletes. Yeah. and you know, in um, in uh, small towns, high school athletics is their lifeblood. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, dude. I've seen in like you know varsity blues and all that. <laughs> but I'm sorry, it was uh, Ahmad Aubrey. Um, that was the jogger. Yeah. 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 A dude was out jogging and they tried to say that he was stealing equipment from a construction. They tried to come up with all this bullshit, mm -hmm. but there was video proof and everything. You mm -hmm. Okay. If you're going to commit a crime, you know, don't record yourself. Absolutely. It's just fucking stupid. dude. Mm -hmm. I watched a movie not so long ago, similar to something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, exactly. Well, it's a revenge. For some reason, I got on this revenge horror kick. Mm -hmm. a while ago for a couple of days mm -hmm. it was uh you ever heard of i spit on your grave yes it was yeah. the, the reboot i never saw the reboot i saw the original i saw mm -hmm. the it was a reboot like 2014 where mm -hmm. these uh five uh men uh, sexually assault a woman and she goes and gets her revenge on them mm -hmm. afterwards it's kind of like um 
The Last House on the Left, which yes. is another yeah, yeah, yeah. great movie. Yeah, it, it was kind of like Kill Bill before it was Kill Bill. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I think it's actually one of the movies that inspired yeah, Kill so Bill. Yeah, so the she and and it takes place in a small town where the sheriff is involved, mm-hmm. and he, he covers it up because he's one of the ones that does it, mm-hmm. and she saves him for last to to uh, to get her revenge on. Yeah. But anyway, but it's kind of like that. It's like mm-hmm. you shit happens in small towns that we may never even know about because yeah. it's never going to get reported on. But they're trying to use like the whole narrative of the big city as being a hotbed of crime. Oh, well, it's because it's reported more. Yes. It's just because it doesn't get reported doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Exactly. And that's what they don't get. But yeah, but when you mention uh, pandering and everything, I remember... Um, like you know, hearing folks, I, I remember watching like the the uh, the comments on YouTube. Yeah, and it's a bunch of people saying like, you know, I'm black and I love this song. I'm Hispanic and I love this song and everything. It's almost like a Uncle Tom mentality. And there'll also be people that would use like their um their veteran status yeah as like a seal of approval and everything. Well, it's because they don't see the subtext. Right. They don't see the 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 subliminal messaging that it's giving. And honestly, I get the vibe that these are the same type of veterans that would use like um their their military service as clout. To like, you know, spew racist shit or get what they want and everything. Oh, exactly. Dude, I was yeah. talking to somebody who was a veteran that did uh, that did um, a do, did, did serve in, and did a tour in, in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And they go, what, he goes, what pisses him off the most is mm-hmm. when these people tried to chase that veteran clout when yeah. all they did was they were in... They were in the military, but they never even left the country. Yeah. Where they did their... They did their um, they did, they did their basic training, then they were like stationed in Michigan mm-hmm. or in Colorado. Yeah. They're like, I served my country. Yeah. What? Coffee? <laughs> like, now, I'm just, now I'm just reminded of that scene from uh, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker when uh, Keenan Ivy Wayne's like revealed his military background was just basically being a secretary. It, I mean, yeah. and, and some of them do that. And yeah. again, it, no, nothing more, against that. Nothing at nothing all. Nothing against that. But if you want to try to come off like you're a, you know, you're a commando that stormed Saddam Hussein's house, right. you know, and was there when Usan was killed, but you actually were in Colorado, yeah, making copies. Yeah, you're not the same, dude. It, it reminds me of that line that um, Liam Neeson says in uh, the A Team when he's yeah. talking about like the um, the villain mercenary team. Right. Like the, I think they're like a PMCs, and he says they're not soldiers; they're frat boys with sugar fingers. Those are the type of people that this song attracts to exactly. because it's that whole fake tough guy mentality. This it's it's, it's a fake alpha uh, song. Exactly. It's those people who are like, oh, if I had a gun, you know, if I was there with a gun and everything, and that's what that song is actually. Now that I mention it, it's if the if the phrase "good guy with a gun" became a song. Yeah. You know what I always equate it to? Mm-hmm. I always equate it to when uh Pete when Tyson was at his peak mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, I fight Tyson for five million dollars. No one wants to watch you fight Tyson for five million dollars i'd rather see you get your ass knocked out for free <laughs> they're, they're the same guys that watch uh american sniper and do the leonardo dicaprio point meme oh yeah that or, or they watch a ufc fight oh, yeah. oh you know what i would have done right there if he tried to mount me take yeah. it like a man <laughs> like, you were gonna do shit bro oh, absolutely the, what, no, they, yeah. the, what they like you used to refer to as monday morning quarterbacks yeah oh, i would have dropped back in the pocket you would have done nothing yeah you would have done absolutely nothing yeah they but, would have called hike you would have had your head up your ass right and it's also it also reminded me of um Lewis, when she was running for mayor, she just said 9-11. She got the votes. Oh, well, when yeah. she tried to give eloquent answers and they were like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And fucking, uh, what was it? Mayor West gave those nonsensical responses. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, Because okay. this song, I mean, you look at the lyrics, 
it all triggers that whole like you know um that yeah. whole like a you know what do you call it well it it's, was, a, it's like it's like a it's brainwashing it's buzzwords it's, it's what, buzzwords yeah it's what when i used to be in finance i used to tell people when they get collections letters i said there's keywords that they like to use and they put them in bold type mm -hmm. just to scare you more and it, that's exactly the way it goes they, they go oh they're see the lyric where he goes they're trying to take our guns mm -hmm. had it and then they go oh take our guns take yeah. our guns i ain't taking my gun yeah well i remember i got into a debate about this at work um, one of my coworkers um, is a you know white dude from uh, you know the Midwest, and you know he likes to go shooting in his spare time and everything, and he says, "Oh, this is a great song. It's a great song. It's like, dude, it's a pandering song. It's racist, and it just like appeals to the lowest common denominator." And he's and he tried to throw hip hop under the bus yeah. because we would listen to like um, a lot of our playlists, yeah. And a lot of those like involve like you know hip hop songs. Well, mm -hmm. like well they say you know in hip hop they talk about violence, they talk about all this, that, and everything. So it's your typical like um, uh, what aboutism argument? Of course it is. That's all they have. Yeah, yeah. And then every time I struck about like why the song is problematic, why it's like bullshit and everything, it's like, well, I I, I like it. He had no real defense of it. That's why he tried to like pin it on like um on another genre and everything. And I wanted to say this out loud, but you know, being in a professional setting couldn't. I was like, dude, it's because you're a white guy that likes guns. That's why the song appeals to you. <laughs> I mean, you ain't wrong, right? But you would, yeah, you would probably got you at that point. You get in trouble. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but no, but yeah, but and it's just, um, but here's the hypocrisy about the song. Right. Other than small towns having a cri higher crime rate than cities, right. is that Al Dean uh, survived a mass shooting. I think it was at one of his concerts. I could be wrong. Yeah, he was the one. I think it was on stage when Vegas. Yes, that shooting in Vegas. Yes, yeah, yes. he was on stage. So, when it started. So your idea of combating spree shootings is talking about violence more in a guns. small town. More guns. Yeah, more guns. Yeah, it's a, it's what Bobert. Uh, Midge and all those dumbasses are saying like, "Oh, if you want to combat spree shootings, let's just arm more people." Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like a person having the mentality goes, "Oh, there's a fire. Maybe if I throw some gasoline on it, it'll go out." Right. Oh no, that didn't work. Hmm. Let me see. Oh, what about some alcohol? Let's throw that on there. See if it works. It's so fucking <laughs> tone deaf. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like, dude, you're. Oh, and you survived a shooting. Yeah. You knew firsthand how traumatic that could be and everything. And your first thing to do and is, is like try to act like a fucking tough guy. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. When 9-11 happened, there were a lot of 9-11 songs that came out. Yeah. But it was more for to bring people together to say like, okay, we've went through this, but we're going to be strong. We're going to get through this and everything. So it was about togetherness. Not once did it say, we're going to go over to um, the Middle East and start bombing motherfuckers. But well, that's what Toby Keith did, actually. Yeah. yeah. Well... The the song that epitomizes that what you're saying mm -hmm. as far as like uh, it was um, Lee Greenwood. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I'm proud to be an American, mm -hmm. where at least I know I'm free. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know that song I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the song that yeah, it was a song about bringing people together. Right. It wasn't a song about you know, hey, come to my town and I'll fucking kill you. Oh, the same small town that you abandoned. Yep. Which, by the way, he did make a song about that. Yep. Um, let me bring it up real quick. But yeah. it was called uh, Rear, View, uh, Rear View Town. And, uh, you know, the song is supposed to be out about, about a breakup and everything. Yeah. But it just, I find it so fucking funny that he's glamorizing, romanticizing a small town in Tridana Small Town. But not that long ago, he was saying, singing about how much small towns suck. So here's some of the lyrics. 
uh, wiped the footprints off my dash, tore up those sun-faded photographs, threw them out in the wind. Y'all can have it back. Um, I stuck my middle finger up in the sky, flipped off that y'all come back sign, looked in the mirror one last time, and watched it disappear. So basically, it's a redneck version of that one line uh, Ben Affleck says in the town. Yeah. Like, I'm going to see this town in the rear view of my cow or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, it's it's basically somebody who says that they're bigger than the town that they came from. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I came from a little small town, but I made it big, so fuck that. Yeah. I, but ain't, he, never, I ain't never going back. But he threw his whole town under the bus. Because it's called pandering. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, okay, so let me get this straight. You're defending in a small town against supposed violence uh but you're but not that long ago you shat on that same small town which is it bro yeah which is it well, it's kind of like that that sibling mentality mm-hmm. i could talk shit about my brother but you can't <laughs> like, i can say my small town is a piece of shit yeah but you can't say nothing i'm gonna flip off uh my town and say adios while i live it up in a mansion in uh, Nashville, but don't you come don't, to my? But don't you colors come to my small town that I left because I thought it was a piece of shit? Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that's like getting pissed off that you know somebody like threw garbage in your trash can. Well, the, the speaking of like Jason Aldean, when you look at him, he kind of comes off to me like there was a congressman recently that caught shit because he uh, he said the, the uh, colored people. Yeah. Yeah. Hey bro, if you're if you're white, don't use the term colored people. No, or just... oriental. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but no, Aldean is exactly like that. He he looks like every person that would be brainwashed by his song. Like you know, he looks like the type of dude that would be in his truck ranting about black mermaids, female superheroes while wearing Oakleys. <laughs> That's his fan base. Absolutely. I mean, he, the dude was fucked up as he probably doesn't even believe that way. I don't know if he does. I don't know him personally. Don't care. Yeah. Uh, but he panders to that person. Yeah. You know, the one that makes angry TikToks on his mm-hmm. in his in his uh, Toyota Forerunner mm-hmm. holding a uh, "Make America Great" flag. Yeah. And don't see the irony. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like zero <laughs> self awareness. He goes, I I'm an American. I drive a Honda. Yeah. America, Great. a Honda. <laughs> so, um, but like you know, I want to bring up someone who's like, um, you know, I, I, I want to bring up an actual positive person. Yeah, um, Cheryl Crow. Before you do that, yeah, let's go and take a quick break, and we'll be right back. We went into Cheryl Crow. Okay, all right, we'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Junior from Make It a Combo. Thanks for listening to the Minority Report, but don't forget to listen to our podcast, Make It a Combo, where we review movies, talk shit, and have a good time. And our other podcast, MIS Slut, hosted by Andrea, where she reads them sexy stories from her listeners. And we're back. Thank you guys for continuing to hang out with us. So real quick, I know you wanted to get into something Cheryl Crow said, but that that uh, representative mm-hmm. that I was talking about, it was Arizona, oh, shocker, GOP rep Eli Crane. He he said something. He used the term when he referred to black people as colored people oh, on the on a, a debate on the House floor. Mm-hmm. He proposed an amendment to do an annual defense policy bill. So he <laughs> he literally said colored people. Oh my god! I was like, bro, what the fuck? Nineteen fifty seven called. They're proud of you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Try that in a small town. <laughs> I think we found our they, new... Uh, they, they'd elect a mayor. Right. <laughs> anyway, you were yeah. saying something about Sheryl Crow before yes. we were so, um, you know, country icon and all-around badass, Sheryl Crow, um, she called out Aldine for his bullshit. She yeah. tweeted, 
Even in even people in small towns are sick of violence. There's nothing small town or American about promoting violence. Right. You should know that better than anyone having survived a mass shooting. And she's absolutely right. Called him out. Big time. Boom. And you know what? She brought up a good point. Small towns are sick of violence. Because yep. remember, remember um, Alvade, Texas? Yes, Uvalde. Uvalde. I'm, my mistake. But... That was a small town. Yep. And apparently you could try that in a small town because they went through a mass shooting where their police force just stood around like dick shits. And well, because, you know, to go buy a gun in a small town, you're just being a good boy because mm-hmm. you're living up to your family. So, okay, if Al Dean, you know, why won't he just do... And how about instead of singing about violence beginning more violence, why don't you do something about, you know, the school, sh- you know, the school shooters, the mass shooters? Like, you know, how about you go visit, you know, hospitals? Or how about, like, you know, donate money, like uh, all the proceeds from your song and everything, donated to charities yep. of, of gun survivors? No, see, here's the thing. Like, the, the, the if for people who don't know... What she was talking about back in uh, 2017 in Las Vegas, it was an outdoor concert. And uh, 65, 64-year-old, excuse me, Stephen Potick, mm-hmm. uh, from a small town in Mesquite, Nevada, mm-hmm. he opened up fire uh, onto the concert venue mm-hmm. uh, from his suite at the Mandalay Bay. Mm-hmm. He killed 60 people. He shot over 1,000 rounds, mm-hmm. and he wounded 413, mm-hmm. all right? And that's fucking crazy mm-hmm. because there was a panic, and approximately 867 people were injured. Mm-hmm. And this was, like, in a short period of time. It wasn't really, it didn't even take that fucking long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and that was while Jason Aldean was on stage. Mm-hmm. It, you know, he could have been the first one shot if they would fucking, there were 61 victims, dude. That's mm-hmm. fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's insane, man. Yeah. Well, no, it's just, um, but like she said, like, you know, you're a survivor. You knew firsthand, so you should know better. Yep. You know, and like like I mentioned earlier, Toby Keith, like this song is the new version of For the Red, White, and Blue. Because oh, that song, the Red, White, and Blue. that song was made in response to 9-11. Yeah. And it was more... You mean th- that amazing classical lyric, like, I'll put my boot in your ass? Because that's the American way yeah. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And there was already xenophobic um violence happening oh absolutely. because like muslims and uh, um islam is um and um Bro, you know brown brown people in just general brown people were dude, targeted I, I when I, I was living in new york at the time and fucking people who were indian hindu yeah uh because and also especially sikhs i don't know if you know sikhs were also were a turban mm-hmm. and they were being targeted and attacked because they wore a turban oh yeah. you must be one of them Muslims. yeah you know I'm, <laughs> it's you like know, dude he's Sikh yeah, yeah and mentioning that actually you know um, remember that movie uh, Inside Man by uh, yes. Spike Lee with Denzel yeah, yeah, Washington with, with, with Clive Owen Clive Owen yeah yeah. yeah. so when they um, when the hostages were released one of them they had like you know hoods on to uh, you know conceal identities yeah. and everything so one of the hostages was a Sikh Indian and they took off his um, his um, hood and they saw the turban. Uh-oh. And the cops were like, oh, fuck, he's an Arab. And he's like, <laughs> and he's yelling, I'm Indian, I'm Indian, I'm Sikh Indian. And because of post 9-11, that yep. mentality was like, if you were as brown, as you're brown and wore a turban, yep. you're an enemy of the state. Yep. And so that whole song was just feeling the violence. Oh, yeah. Just like how Try That in a Small Town is. All it is is feeling violence. It's... It's not trying to bring people together. It's not talking about like, you know, defending other no. folks and everything. Okay. If you're, when you, the lyric says like, we, uh, we stand for our own, then why aren't you help 
uh, protesting alongside the folks that oh, that's Black not their Lives own. Matter. That's not yeah, their own. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, exactly. No, because no. no, they ain't from a small town. But they are from a small town. Yeah, but, you know, they're not my from, from my small town. Dude, yeah. he lives three houses over from you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I think, you know, um, to close out and everything... I think that's why we should start like coming up with like some realistic lyrics. Yeah. Like some realistic um, um, small town, um, you know, happenings and everything. Well, the perfect one who did songs like that was John Cougar Mellencamp. Yeah. I was born in a small town. Mm -hmm. His lyrics were promoting that you're from a small town, you have small town values, mm -hmm. but you're open to everyone. Yeah. You know? A uh, little ditty about Jack and Diane. Diane. They, I mean, they, those were lyrics that were positive about small yeah. town living. And um, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, yeah. Springsteen. I mean, absolutely. he ain't exactly country, but yeah, he talks about being born in a small town when he mm -hmm. was born in the USA. I fucking laugh so hard when I see mm -hmm. ultra white, ultra, not ultra white. Well, mm -hmm. that too. Yeah. Uh, MAGA supporting shit, sip, shit simpers, as you like to say, mm -hmm. when they play born in the USA, talking about, yeah. Born in the USA. Yeah, that's an anti Make America great. I was like, that's, that's an anti-war song, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> when, uh, what's his face? Reagan used it as a uh, as a uh, campaign song. Yeah. yeah. And when the Orange Menace tried to use it too. Right, right, right. But yeah, so let's, okay, so they said like, you know, sucker punch somebody on the sidewalk, carjack an old lady at a red light, pull right. a gun on the owner of a liquor store. Yeah, that doesn't happen in cities, bro. So what happens in a small town? Try that in a small town. Let's try this. Um, jogging. Yeah. Having a lemonade stand. Nah, you um, can't do that. Um, having a picnic with your family. Yep. Just being a minority in general. Eh. Try that in a small town. Nah, that's not that's not allowed. <laughs> you know, we'll accept you, but you got to be like us. Yeah. You know, gun shooting. Hate everybody. Don't come to my town. Dude, but these are, honestly, to me, uh, this is my opinion, people who support songs like that are mm -hmm. also people who support songs like this little ditty from back in the day. Mm -hmm. I'll read you one of the lyrics and you'll tell me, you see if you can figure out what song this is. Mm -hmm. Honey, you look, you look so nice. You so young. She, Kid she, Rock. She's young. No, she's young. She's tender. You, you, won't you please surrender? She's so fine. She's mine all the time. All the mind, mine. Wait. Ted Nugent. Yep. Of course. <laughs> you know what's the name of the song? What's up? Jill Bate. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, tell me again why he's famous. Because <laughs> uh, White Trash like likes to buy his uh, music. I'm saying, dude. Yeah. He wrote that song. So people who support a song like Jason Aldean's, I'm going to tell you, straight up, it, it, it it's... You may not see it as racist, mm -hmm. but there are some subtexts that can be considered. Mm -hmm. But all in all, my biggest gripe with it is that it's promoting violence. Mm -hmm. You know, come... And you could say, oh, well, he's just talking about defending his home. Yeah, but when you're telling people, if you think different, I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah. That's not right. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as that. There's nothing right to that. Absolutely. And it's also in a long history of people not reading the lyrics carefully. Nope. You know, they always, it's the melody and the and the sound of the voice. Yeah. It's like the Pied Piper, but, you know, for racists. Well, exactly. It's, yeah. like, it's like, it's like I always say, it's the way it's read. Like when mm. people hear, and I always use it as an example, uh, Every Breath You Take by the Police. Mm. People hear it and it's like, oh, that's such a great love song. It's a song about stalking. And then when you listen to the lyrics, yeah, yeah. you just change the tone of it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, every breath you take, mm. you're like, oh shit, yeah. stranger danger. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, 
you'd be Maria, a lot. I need help. Honestly, you'd be a lot more safer in a city rather than a small town. Oh, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. absolutely. Because, like, honestly, there are some small towns that it's just a fucking lawless wasteland. Well, you know? the, the thing is, if growing up in a big city, I can tell you, people are more likely to get involved. Yeah. You know? If they see something happening. Yeah. 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 The Guardian Angels didn't start in Topeka, Kansas. Mm-hmm. They started in New York City. <laughs> Oh to really? Say, yeah. Oh well, yeah. I never. The knew Guardian that. Angels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, started in the. Yeah. The, oh wow. The, the Guardian Angels started in New York City, and it was citizens who wanted to be. You know, they were, started calling them "quote unquote" vigilantes, but no, they were just a citizen group that went out on patrol to help people. So neighborhood watch. Pretty much, but to the extreme. Right on. They, so, oh, they, citizens they, on patrol. They, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> With less Gutenbergy. Right. Anyway, <laughs> I want to thank you guys for hanging out with us. Any last words, Jay? Uh, let's see. Um. You know what? Listen to John Cougar Mellencamp and uh, Bruce Springsteen. They're late, way more legit than Aldine. And fuck Jason Aldine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nobody else would. Uh, yeah. Oh, except his side, uh, his side mistress that became his wife. Ew. No, I'm kidding. Anyway, family values. Family. <laughs> family values. <laughs> Speaking of Miss Family Values, real quick, I'll leave it with that. Marjorie mm-hmm. Taylor Greene showing naked pictures of of a Hunter Biden on Congress floor. Family values. <laughs> Family values. And posting it to her uh, page where you, underage children can view them. Family but- values. Protect the children. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, with that, I want to thank you guys for hanging out with us. Go ahead and make sure that you tune in to Make It a Combo every Monday where they talk about movies, review today's latest films. Wednesday, tune in to Am I a Slut Podcast where Andy tells some sexy stories from her listeners. But make sure you come back here each and every Friday in our new joint while um, we hang out here, J- uh, Jay Shell and I, and he listens to me rant and rave. I'm going to start. Oh, I'm almost at the age where I can start uh, shaking my fist at clouds. I mean, you already do. Your sister. She ain't a cloud, though. <laughs> yeah. Young anyway, whippersnappers. <laughs> follow us on social media. Hit us up at Make It A Combo Productions. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at The Minority Support and Minority Support 2.0. From all of us at The Minority Support, we will see you. You've just listened to the Minorities Report from Make It a Combo Productions. Executive produced by Jesse and Junior. Check them out on all platforms. And don't forget to follow our other podcasts, Am I a Slut? and Make It a Combo. Thank you and goodbye.